Girlfriends, episode number 136, six things you should do every day. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're getting back to basics and balance, and I am sharing six things that you should do every day. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm happy that you're here. Always happy to connect with you in this way and build community with you in this way. Along the lines of building community, I can't wait to share with you. I did start a Facebook group. We talked about this last week. A listener wrote in, reminded me that I had mentioned this a while back, and I've heard from a few of you saying, are you going to do it? So I finally did it. It's um, in the beginning stages, but it really, it exists. Um, a Facebook group just for listeners of the Girlfriends Podcast. So it's a closed group so that your friends and family and other connections can't see what you post there. Only other members can see what you post there. They can see that the group exists and that you're a member of it, but that's all they can see unless they become a member of the group. So we've got a number of people who've joined already. I've just shared it here and there a couple of different places and invited a few people, but I would love for you to join us too. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes to this episode of Girlfriends that's going to be available at ascensionpress.com. So you go to that um, show notes list and the link will be there, but I'm also going to be sharing the link on social media. There's not an easy way that I can figure out how to rename the group something that will be memorable. I'm pretty sure it's possible, but I'm not figuring it out in time for this episode. So it's still just, you know, a bunch of letters and numbers and whatever. So you really need the link. So look for it on my social media. Look for it, you know, on my uh, professional Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Danielle Bean. Look for it on Instagram. I'm going to be posting it there in the coming week. Um, we really want you to connect. And if all else fails and you're not able to find the link, email me, danielle at daniellebean.com, and I'll shoot it right back to you. So you do need to request to become a member, but there's no hoops you have to jump through. I'm letting everybody in who wants to be in, and um, we'll sort out anybody who doesn't belong after the fact. Um, you know, so I'm trusting people in this very beginning process because it's very small, and um, I think that's the way to begin. And really, this group isn't going to have many rules. I just want to give you guys access to each other. I want to be able to talk about some of the topics that we talk about here at Girlfriends in a group setting, uh, because a lot of times I'll have email conversations with people about it. And I find it's very helpful for me too um, to go, go kind of back and forth about some of these topics we talk about at Girlfriends. And it would be more helpful to do it with a group and more people would benefit from it. So this is a way that I'm experimenting with trying to do that. So if you become a member of the group, don't feel like you can't just post. Like say you have an issue going on and you want some people's input. Feel, feel free or something good that's going on in your life. Feel free. Um, I want people to kind of connect and get to know each other. And that's the way the group's going to become a truly helpful community of girlfriends. So check that out. I'm excited about that. I'm also, as I've been talking about, excited about my upcoming book, which is You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth, Hard at Work, Behind the Scenes, Making a Plan for 
um, beginning to promote that book, which is going to be available beginning October 15th, but available for pre-order very soon. So be looking for information about that. You're going to want to pre-order because there's going to be stuff you can get. There are benefits to pre-ordering. So I'm looking forward to sharing some of that information with you in the coming weeks. I'll be sharing it here, but also on social media. So be looking uh, for that information coming out. For those of you who didn't listen to previous podcasts, the book itself is about women in the Old Testament, it takes a close look at women in the Old Testament, what we can learn about God's unique love for women, but unique love for you in particular. I think it's a message that we kind of roll our eyes about. We don't let ourselves feel it and know it in our hearts. We know it in our brains. Yes, God loves me but you need to let it seep deep down inside and know your, your worth. And then from there, your mission that is part and parcel of that worth, what God created you to do. And he has a unique plan for each one of us. And I try to bring that out in this book through the stories of women in the Old Testament. So I can't wait to share that with you in the coming weeks. Be looking for information on social media, but also I'll be sharing it on the Girlfriends podcast Facebook group. So make sure you're a member there too, so you don't miss any of that information. Okay, this week's topic is really a getting back to basics. Because you know what? I hear from you guys all the time. <laughs> and we're all struggling. We're all struggling. You know, that those opening lines at the beginning of every podcast where I say, peace, balance, and joy in family living. I chose those words very carefully. And I say them very carefully every week because this is what it's all about. This is what so many of us are lacking and so many of us are longing for is that peace, balance, and joy. And so I hear from some of you who are like, how do I even begin to prioritize my days? How do I know what's important? How do I, you know, all these things that are coming at me that I think I should be doing, could be doing, want to be doing, don't want to be doing, feel pressured to do. There's a lot of that going on in our lives. And so I thought we could talk about some of them today, like the getting back to the basics. Like if you get these things done, big old check mark, good day. Okay. Um, so I think it's important to, uh, to get back to these basics sometimes because we get lost in all the details. We get lost in the pressures of our daily lives. Um, and I'm not talking about the very basics of priorities, like, um, your, your priorities in, in your, you know, your marriage and your, your parenting and your work, you know, like those three biggies, those are a given. And of course, those are things you should be doing, but these are really more, um, taking care of yourself in a way to be able to serve other people, um, and, you know, really growing in your relationship with God and your relationship with the people that God places in your life. So I think these are important things and they're basics. And, and some of these you're going to have heard me say before, because I'm a believer. <laughs> and uh, These are the lectures that I like to give you here. And I know you're tuning in because you need them. And uh, I'm encouraged because some of you do tell me that you are responding to my lectures. And I call them lectures, but I really do hope to share in an encouraging way here. I'm not telling you, you know, I even felt a little funny titling this, the six things you should be doing every day, because that's not really how I approach people. Like, here's what you should be doing. But in a way, it is. These are basic things that I truly believe that every person should be doing every day. So, you know, I mentioned your your marriage, your parenting, um, your, um, let's say, relationship with God, your work, those big ones that come to mind. And, and those just came to mind quickly because of Holly Pierlow's book, which I've mentioned and recommended before, called A Mother's Rule of Life, which probably is like 15, it's probably more than 15 years old now, um, where she kind of breaks down 
uh, daily duties into those different categories in a very helpful way, I think. Um, so, you know, if, if you're really interested in this topic and it's something you're really struggling with, I do recommend that book, A Mother's Rule of Life. If you're not familiar with it, um, it was written, as I said, many years ago, but I think it still applies. It was taking the idea of the rule that monks have, which kind of gives order and structure to their lives. Um, and applying it to a mother's life. Holly wrote it at a time um, when she was really struggling with this. She had five kids who were pretty young and she was homeschooling and she just felt like overwhelmed by everything that she needed to do, wanted to do. People were expecting her to do every day. And she really felt a need to kind of apply a rule to her life. Now, if you read the book, don't think that you have to set everything up exactly as Holly does. That's my one caveat about this book that I find it's very helpful in. It was very helpful to me at a certain point in my life um, when I was struggling as Holly was because I needed somebody apparently to give me permission to be in charge of my life. And I think sometimes we do need that. And what I came away with was the idea that I can decide how I'm going to spend my time. I'm not a victim of my life and my circumstances. I'm in charge of it. And that truly was life-changing for me. That truly was a really helpful concept. And it sounds dumb maybe, but maybe you're there too. Maybe you need that. Maybe you need that kind of shot in the arm. Like you can do this. And uh, not only can you do it, you have a responsibility to do it. You have a responsibility not to wake up every day and just be a victim of everything that's going on around you. you you're responsible for your life. And, um, you know, those basic priorities are what Holly lists. So that's, um, she broke them down in P's. So they're easy to remember. Partner, so marriage, parenting, right? Prayer, so your spiritual life. Um, your work, which... I don't know what P that was. Anyway, I need to reread the book. Um, and then personal. So you personally take care, taking care of yourself. Um, so those are some basics that for sure, I think that's a helpful way of breaking it down and looking at it. But I'm just going to talk about some other things as well um, here today. So let's get started with um, my six things that I think you should be doing and everybody should be doing. And I'm always striving to be doing every single day. So I start with the no brainer. Every time I do a list, like I do on this show frequently of, you know, things to do or, you know, ways to approach a problem or whatever, frequently pray will be on the list. Right. And frequently I put it at the end because to me, it's like, first of all, I want to emphasize it and I want to be sure that people remember it uh, because it, it truly is the most important way to approach probably anything. Um, but also, uh, I don't know, I feel like it's a no brainer maybe, and I don't start there, but without fail, I will hear from somebody, even if it's just a comment on social media or whatever saying, uh, I think prayer should have been first. <laughs> like, okay. So I'm putting prayer first. You need to pray every single day. And now, yep, you've heard this 10 million times and you already know this. You've heard it from me probably 10 million times if you listen to this podcast or listen to anything that I share that absolutely you are made for a relationship with God. If prayer is not a part of your everyday life in a meaningful way, something needs to be addressed. There's something wrong. You're off balance. You're, that's not how what you know God's plan is for you. And I completely understand that there are seasons of your life, there are times in your life where it feels impossible, you feel overwhelmed, or sometimes you're hurting and you're angry and you don't feel like you can go to that relationship with God, whatever's going on. 
I completely understand that. And if that's you, know that you're in my heart and you're in my prayers. I understand that kind of struggle. But don't let yourself stay there. Don't give yourself permission to stay there. And you know what? If it's not something as dramatic as that, it's just like I'm busy and I'm making other things a priority and I know I need to address this. Um, you know, let this be your encouragement to start with something very small. Don't be overwhelmed. I think sometimes we let ourselves kind of drift in that direction of not focusing on our spiritual lives. First of all, because it's easy. Um, second of all, because there's a ton of stuff to fill the void, right? If you're not spending time in prayer, there's plenty of stuff that's going to claim your time and attention. And it's not like you're sitting around wondering what you need to be doing. It's very easy to distract ourselves, especially inside of busy family life. Um, so, you know, those things you you have going against you. But then I think a third problem for some people, and I've certainly struggled with this, is that whole idea of it feels overwhelming and you don't know where to start. Now, if this is you, I really want you to go back and listen to our episode that we had recently of with answers to your prayer excuses, because we talked all about all the different excuses, the things that we say for why we're not praying, why we're not praying more, why we're not praying enough, why we're not praying at all. And that might be where you are. So I want to encourage you wherever you are, um, know that y- there's room for improvement. And that isn't in a negative way, like you you stink and you're messing this up, but in a really positive way, God is inviting you to a closer relationship with him. God is inviting you to grow closer to him through prayer, through regular daily prayer. So if you're really not praying at all or feel like you're not praying at all, start super small. Start with that morning offering I'm always telling you to say, or start with prayers at nighttime. Maybe um, pray with somebody, whether it's your kids or one of your children or your spouse, um, so that you have sort of an accountability person. Or, you know, just start super small. It doesn't have to be this big, fancy, overwhelming, you know, all the decades of the rosary thing. Wonderful if that's your goal and you want to be there someday. But start where you are. Give yourself permission to be where you are and make that positive move toward growing in your relationship with God. He's going to be so pleased with your effort in that direction, because if you've been drifting and you've been, you know, your your spiritual life has been eroding for whatever reason, that is, you know, a great tragedy. And you making that slight effort in a different direction toward growing in your relationship with God, God is going to be so pleased with that. He's going to bless your efforts and you're going to feel so good about making that positive move. And, you know, this is something that I certainly have struggled with, um, not only with my personal prayer, but with prayer inside of our family life, making family prayer happen on a regular basis. I feel overwhelmed sometimes, and I just have too many things going on. And it just feels like it actually feels impossible for me to say, everybody, let's gather in the living room right now. We're going to say prayers. It's not impossible. I'm making things up. (laughs) I'm setting up obstacles that don't exist, but these are the games we play with ourselves. Um, And it's because I'm thinking, well, family prayer has to be this big thing. I need to like light a candle. We need to have our prayer books out. We need to sing a hymn or whatever crazy, you know, perfect moment I have pictured in my head. But it doesn't have to be like that. 
It can be everybody. Let's let's you know gather together. Let's thank God for the blessings of our day. Let's say an Our Father and a Hail Mary and a Glory Be, and that's it. It doesn't you know it's super simple, but we make it more complicated than it needs to be. So you might be doing that in your your personal spiritual life or in your family um, prayer life, and I really want to encourage you to start where you are. Um, and make an effort to maybe check in with God throughout your day. There are so many ways that we like, we'll set an alarm on our phone to drink more water or um, a trigger to remember to, um, you know, listen to a favorite radio program or whatever it is. Well, set up some prayer triggers throughout your day, maybe little notes. I love this idea and I did it years ago and I, I want to do it again. Um, put, you know, just type up little little bits of prayer, maybe a quote from a saint, maybe a little piece of a prayer, maybe even just sacred heart of Jesus. I place all my trust in you, something super simple like that, um, that can be a prompt toward prayer and stick them around your house, <laughs> stick them where you're going to see them, put them on, you know, your laundry machines on the bathroom mirrors. So other members of your family can benefit from it. I love putting little prayers and holy cards near the kitchen sink where I am standing a lot of the time. Um, you know, look for opportunities to, you know, have a prompt toward prayer, maybe put it on your laptop. So when you're going to open up and begin some work, you're reminded to dedicate that work to God and say a little prayer at the same time. So, all of these little things can be helpful, but as far as prayer goes, I want to tell you, you can do better than you're doing, and that's in a very positive way. God is calling you to be closer to him. He's calling you to grow in holiness, and you can start wherever you are. Forgive yourself for wherever you are and just begin. Do that one small thing. Pause right now. Hit pause on this podcast. It's okay to tell Danielle Bean to shut up and spend a moment connecting with God in your heart, just being present. Just sitting still in God's presence. That's prayer. It's that simple. So first thing, I put it first. Nobody can complain. <laughs> first thing is pray. Every single day, you need to be praying. I mean, that's what we're made for. That's ultimately what it's all about. So absolutely important. Okay. The second thing that I think people should do every single day is connect. And now this, this is kind of um, encompasses a lot of things. So for sure, it involves your, your marriage relationship, your relationship with your children. But I want to encourage you to think beyond that, looking for new ways to connect with people or, you know, maybe beginning there if you're struggling in one of those relationships with one of your children or with your spouse or with your mother-in-law or whatever, um, looking for ways to connect. And that can just mean remembering to say, I love you or, um, you know, sending someone a, a, a kind and loving or generous text or giving someone a hug when you're standing in the kitchen. Uh, you know, I think these are the, the little things that sometimes we forget to do. I was really moved by uh, many years ago, there was a, a blogger who um, she wasn't Catholic, uh, but she, she had a big following online and I really loved her stuff. She was, you know, funny and um, creative and really she had a big following for a reason because she was, you know, a really talented person. And then she kind of went offline for a little while and then she came back and was announcing she was getting divorced. And I was shocked by this because I felt like I knew this family. You've probably experienced this before where, you know, we think we know people from what they share online, but Truly, we do not know everything that's going on behind the scenes. For sure, I know this because I share a lot here on the podcast, and I've shared a lot through my writing over the years, but there's a ton of stuff that I don't share or I choose not to share that I shouldn't share, whatever. Um, 
uh, not necessarily even bad stuff, but just there's stuff going on. Um, and this particular blogger, I was, you know, I was, I felt like I knew everything and their family looked so perfect and all of this. Um, so I was just shocked. She's announcing she's getting divorced and, and her, I wish I had made a copy of it because as sad as it was, it was a good reminder to the rest of us about nurturing our marriages where she said it really wasn't some big dramatic thing. He didn't have an affair and I didn't have a crisis and there's no abuse and nothing, you know, dramatic like that's going on. She said, it's just, it was kind of drifting. It's kind of drifting from one another. And this happens in all kinds of relationships. You know, she's like, so, you know, I, the times I didn't bother to text or he didn't bother to call or, um, we, we went a few days without, you know, truly connecting or the times when I felt like we should plan a date night and I just didn't, um, all of those things added up in, you know, her opinion to them kind of drifting apart in this incredibly sad, tragic way. And that happens in all of our relationships or the potential for that to happen is there in all of our human relationships. So not just in your marriage, but in your, you know, extended family with your children that's there. So I think that was a, a helpful reminder to me, and I still pray for that family, um, that that can happen to any of us. And it's important to recognize that we're all vulnerable to that very human kind of drifting apart if we're not making an effort to really truly connect with each other on a regular basis. Making those small connections, those things are what add up. Paying somebody a compliment. Have you ever felt in your mind prompted, and probably it's the Holy Spirit or your guardian angel, prompting you to pay someone a compliment? And have you ever not done it? I know I've done this. I don't know if it's out of shyness or uh, even a feeling of jealousy or something that you you don't pay someone a compliment when you feel an urge to, or you don't you know point out something good, something you really admire about somebody in the moment. Why do we do this? You know, look for those ways to truly connect with other people and invest in our relationships. It doesn't have to be a big time consuming, complicated project. Look for ways to encourage people. I think it's really um, sometimes there's a lot of jaded people in our, our world and in our culture, and it can lead to discouragement for a lot of people. Sometimes just a kind word of encouragement, pointing out what someone's doing that's good or a good goal that they have or a talent that they have. So helpful and a beautiful, authentic way to connect with people. And then, of course, this is an important way to connect with other people is being grateful. And gratitude needs to be a part of your everyday, whether you're keeping a gratitude journal or, you know, doing it in some formal way or not. I think it's truly important to share your gratitude with God in prayer, for sure, but also with the people around you. Maybe even people you don't know who do something kind, holding a door open for you or smiling at you at the post office or letting you in in busy traffic or, you know, whatever it is, being grateful. Or how about just being grateful for your life, you know, for the beautiful day outside, for the moment you had, you know, just snuggling with your toddler on the couch or for, you know, the great conversation you had with a friend or for a nice warm cup of coffee in the morning. We have so many blessings and so many things we take for granted. And it's so easy to get focused on what we don't have. Right. I mean, that's what happens. And no matter how much you have, there's still stuff you don't have. And that you could find yourself just obsessing and, um, you know, obsessing about and being truly ungrateful for the things you have because you're focused on what you don't have. So there's all, everybody has stuff they don't have. Even, you know, 
<laughs> Kim Kardashian has stuff she doesn't have and that she could sit around feeling upset that she doesn't have. So, you know, you're never going to have all the things until the next life, right? Nobody makes you that promise. Um, so be truly grateful. Focus on being truly grateful for the blessings that you do have, whatever little things you have. And, you know, if those blessings involve other people in your life, verbalize that gratitude because that multiplies it. It makes you aware of it. It makes other people aware of it. It's truly a beautiful exponential kind of energy that you interject in your relationships when you begin being authentically grateful and verbalizing that, expressing that, communicating that to the people in your life. It's a great, powerful force for the good. So connecting with other people in whatever way that means we all need it. And maybe think about Someone in your life, um, and I've done this consciously with, you know, if you have a large family, for sure this is a struggle. You know, we're always worrying, like, how do I give enough attention to everybody? And then people ask you how you give enough attention to everybody, which is not helpful in reducing the anxiety about it. Um, but uh, sometimes just give some thought to, like, which of my children is most likely to slip under the radar? And sometimes our children who are most likely to slip under the radar are the ones who just, you know, tend to be the, the, the phlegmatics among us that go along and get along and be happy with what you have and don't be a squeaky wheel types. Well, that doesn't mean they don't have needs. And maybe your spouse is like this. Maybe your spouse is, you know, not very demanding of your time and attention. And then it's just easy not to focus there. But I like to every once in a while kind of do an assessment of the relationships in my family life, including my, my husband and including my kids, including some of my extended family and think to myself, who's, who's God calling me to focus on right now? Maybe just open your heart to that prayer. Maybe just ask the Holy Spirit who God is, you know, wanting you to focus on, who needs your time and attention and, um, and then respond to it. It might be someone who's quietly slipping under the radar, not asking for anything. It might be someone that you, you know is struggling. You know, I've had times where I've thought to myself with like a teenage boy, for example, when's the last time somebody gave him a hug? You know, we're not a huge huggy family. It's not like everybody's hugging all the time. But, you know, I, I for sure hug my little kids all the time. And that just happens naturally. But as they grow older, it happens less naturally and less often. So looking for opportunities to give some physical attention to, you know, one of your children or your, your spouse, um, if you feel like maybe that isn't happening regularly, um, give some thought to that. Ways that you can truly and authentically connect with the people in your life. All right, I've got to move on here. Um, okay, so pray, connect. Next one is create. Now, this is about just getting in touch with yourself, your human self. We're made for this. And I feel it when I'm not doing something creative in my days. If um, I just slip into this routine where it's like slog of emails and phone calls and, you know, putting together, you know, some very practical dinner and just getting through, you know, we all have times like that, but we are made to be creative. Every human being is. I don't care if you think you have no artistic talent. This isn't about that. For sure it is if you enjoy the arts in any way. Um, but it's about getting in touch with your creative side, your emotional side, right? We all have that. And so it might be artwork that you enjoy. Um, I have a sister who recently, and I'm so proud of her for doing it, has um, been exploring a love for watercolors, painting with watercolors. And what a wonderful thing to do. And um, many people, and I know many of you listening, enjoy writing 
Are you doing that every day? Are you making time for that every day? And that doesn't mean oodles of time where you, you know, you can spend locked up in your your writer's corner or whatever. Great if you can do that. But it really means just engaging in that creative activity for a little bit each day. It might be through cooking. It might be through photography. It might be um, through drawing, through music. And it doesn't have to be creating music. Maybe you have no musical talent, but you truly enjoy good music of some kind. Are you indulging in that every day? And I say indulging because that's how it feels sometimes. Like we don't have time, you know, for the frills. We're, we're, we're talking, we're just getting things done, right? Sometimes we just feel like we're back to basics in that kind of way where um, you're just getting everything done that you need to do each day and no time for frills. And sometimes, you know, the stuff that we truly enjoy, the creative aspect of things um, can feel like it's just frills. We don't have time for that. But look for a project. Maybe you enjoy woodworking. Um, maybe you enjoy some other craft. I know some people enjoy scrapbooking. I do not understand you people, but I love that you love it and go for it. Make some time for that in your life. Make some time for, um, graphic design or, you know, on your computer and something creative. And I'm not talking about a ton of time, but being in touch with that part of your humanity, I think is truly important. And it can really awaken a different side of your brain and of your heart and of your mind and of your soul, really revive you in a way that I think we're making made for. Um, you know, like I think I shared with you this past winter when I was going nuts <laughs> because it felt like the winter might never end and everything was gray and white and dark and bleak um, that I, I took a, an old piece of furniture in my house and just decided to paint it. And I loved it. And it was a project that took me a couple of days because I, I painted it and then I distressed it and then I finished it and all of that. Um, and that's something I used to truly enjoy doing. I used to um, enjoy, you know, buying furniture at like a yard sale and giving it new life with um, paint. And I love the look of painted wood and it, it fits with our country style house anyway. Um, and what a great reviving activity that was for me in the midst of the dead of winter to add a little color to my house, add a little creative energy to my life, you know, just picking out the colors, deciding how I was going to um, design it. And all of that was such a, a wonderfully enjoyable creative process that when I was done, I was looking for my next project and I did a chair and um, I did a, a, a set of um, drawers and what fun, you know, and so maybe there's something like that. Maybe there's a project that you used to truly enjoy doing back when you had more time. Maybe when you were a younger mom, maybe when you were in college, maybe when you were in high school. What did you enjoy doing? And it might be reading. It might be reading really good writing, reading fiction. Here's something. I went for years without reading any fiction, and I'm a huge, huge fan of fiction. I mean, I love loved to read when I was younger. And then I just got in this very practical mode in recent years where, uh, you know, if it wasn't a book about like self-improvement or, you know, something to do with my work, that it felt like, oh, I don't have time for that. You know, I don't have time to sit and read Pride and Prejudice or whatever. And yes, you do. And you actually need to be doing that. Um, so I've been recently picking up some old favorites. I plan to read To Kill a Mockingbird again um, in the next few weeks because my daughter's reading it in, in preparation for her English class this coming school year. And I thought, well, there's an opportunity to reread a book that I love and, and talk about it with my daughter. Um, so look for an opportunity like that. Oh, also, I want to recommend, I'm forgetting the name of the author now, but one book that I really enjoyed and I listened to on audio. This is allowed to. Um, 
was All the Light We Cannot See, which is a recently popular novel. Um, I'll look up the author and put it in the show notes. And um, just really beautiful, well-written book that I, I truly enjoyed listening to. And um, so you can find a moment like that. Maybe you listen to a book or maybe you listen to some beautiful music that you really enjoy while you're folding laundry or doing dishes if you have to be practical about it. But look for a way to have some form of creative work or creative enjoyment in your life every day. You're made for it. You're built for it. You need to do it. Okay. This next one is going to surprise nobody. <laughs> but I'm going to say it because it's important. You need to move every day. You need to be moving your body. You need to be exercising. Now, okay, fine. It doesn't have to be a regimented, structured program. That works great for a lot of people. You need to be moving. It's all too easy for living a sedentary life to become a habit, just to become a way of living. You're, we are just, you know, we're, we're lazy creatures by nature, and we just kind of can fall into that sitting around most of the day. And that is so bad for you. It's bad for you emotionally. It's bad for you physically. It's bad for you spiritually. It's bad for you even just for your levels of energy and productivity in a day. You want to feel good? It's not even about, you know, getting a beach bod or whatever. <laughs> like, get in touch with your body. Human beings are spiritual creatures, but we're also physical creatures. And it's not okay to ignore your physical self. And I know we moms do this all the time. I, I know we have deep, deep wounds sometimes with regard to our, our physical selves and our body image, for sure. We've talked about that before here at Girlfriends. In fact, I think that's a topic I want to revisit and maybe have um, Mary Lenneberg on, who's an author who recently shared a, a really helpful webinar on exactly that topic. And I think it's something we could dive into a little deeper. But all of that aside, you need to be moving your body every single day. And now, like I said, you don't have to sign up for, you know, the latest insanity program or whatever crazy name they're giving to all of those, those programs these days. If that works for you, that's awesome. And I, I am proud of you for doing it. And I fully support you doing it. I, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if that intimidates you, and if that's becoming an obstacle to you even beginning to do anything, put on some sneakers and walk. Just walk. You're made for that. Your body is made for walking, not sitting all day long. Move around. You can just move around your house if there's bad weather outside. Um, you know, when people say, I don't have time for exercise, I understand that you know, not everybody has time for like a one-hour sweat sesh at the gym with, you know, 20 minutes of driving or whatever. Yeah, I understand that. But everybody has time inside of their days where they can be moving their bodies. It, get up in the morning and do some stretching or do some stretching before bed at night. Um, you know, do something simple like walking around your neighborhood, taking a walk after lunch begins with something small like that. Or, you know, everybody has time to run up and down your stairs five times, you know, if nothing else. And I have done this. I have employed these tactics on days where you don't feel like you can fit in a traditional workout, even if that's a regular part of what you do. You know, look for a way to do that when I start feeling like a slug, like, you know, out of necessity. And for sure, this I had days like this and I did not like them when I was finishing up um, my my most recent book, You Are Enough, uh, because I had to be sitting and focused on a screen for great lengths of time when I was finishing up that book. I couldn't be on my 
walking desk, <laughs> you know, I've shared with you before how I have um, an optional removable plank that I can stick on my treadmill so that I can do work on my laptop while I walk at a slow pace, which is enormously helpful. And if you have a treadmill, uh, I'd be glad to share with you a nice little picture of the easy way that I clamp this thing on. My husband, Dan, helped me to do it. Um, Anyway, it makes it a nice option to be able to walk while you're you're doing emails or, you know, kind of brainless stuff. But when I was working on the book, I really needed to be focused and there was no way I could walk while I was doing it. So I had days where I had blocked off, you know, and the family was supporting me, spending this time on my writing. I felt like a complete slug by the end of it because I hadn't been moving and we're not made for that. And so on those days, for sure, I would just run up and down the stairs five times or um, do some stretches in your living room or... Um, you know, something so simple, but it's getting in touch with your physical self and it's not okay to ignore your physical self. That doesn't mean you have to be a gym rat. It it does mean you need to be moving your body in a deliberate way every day. You need to be looking for ways to just physically exercise, get out of breath sometimes. That's what we're made for. We're made to move our bodies in that way. And how that works and fits in your life is going to be different for everybody. But I have been really encouraged by some of you that I have heard from recently who shared with me that you have been exercising. You have been incorporating more movement in your days because of listening to the Girlfriends podcast. So I know my nagging is working. <laughs> and I really don't mean for it to be nagging. I mean, I mean for it to be encouraging. Just start where you are and move every single day. You need to have that as part of your day. And if you're going to feel healthy and balanced, if you're going to be fully the person that God means for you to be, that's an important aspect of it. And you might just find you know, in from our fake it till you make it episode, that once you get started, it's actually fun and you're motivated to do more. This is how we work. Okay. So I want to encourage you to just make sure that movement is a part of your everyday life. And on those busy days, make it work in some way where you're not just sitting, you know, for great stretches of time with no breaks, no movement in between. So look for ways to do that. So moving every single day. Okay. I've got just two more. The next one is plan. This is something I think should be a part of your everyday. And this is really, um, it doesn't have to be a structured plan for the future. It doesn't have to be a strategic plan for your, your career or, um, you know, a detailed plan for your family's next summer vacation or whatever. But I think it's important every day to be thinking about the future, to be forward looking. I think there's something very optimistic about that. And when we look to the future, we very naturally set goals, which can be very motivating. So it might be making a plan for next week, but it might be making a plan for next year, for the next five years, for something that's going to happen at Christmas time. Um, but I do think we need to deliberately be forward thinking and future thinking inside of our everyday routines. Uh, the reason why is because it can change your focus. And um, it can change your focus in a very positive, healthy way. Sometimes we get involved in the nitty gritty of our everyday and we lose sight of the big picture. We're, we're a little bit out of balance. We're out of perspective and we can get very negative and we can feel like we're failing or we can feel like we're not making progress and the things that are truly meaningful to us. So it can put your challenges of today in better perspective if you're always making a habit of everyday looking to the future and what your future goals are. Okay, what are your what are your future goals? They might be something specific like planning a birthday party for your sister um, in November. Great. Um, or it might be something super general like getting myself and my family to heaven. Ultimately, that's all any of us ever needs to be doing. But giving some thought to the future 
I think is very positive and forward looking in a way that can kind of put your everyday challenges and the things that you're doing every day into perspective. Because if you're really struggling with something small, if you think about a future goal and the ways in which this little thing you're struggling with today will not matter with regard to this goal that's truly important to you in the future, well, then that can help you. Even though you're still struggling with that thing, even though it still might be a pain, it can put it into perspective for you so that you won't, um, you know, find yourself just so caught up in the details of that, that you're feeling like you're despairing or you're discouraged. It's a very encouraging thing to do, to make a plan um, and to have a positive look toward the future, to have goals. In in fact, I I recently was talking to um, a young man who's uh, friends with one of my children and he had struggled with some depression over the past year. And that was one of the things that he mentioned that when he knew he was getting better was he said, I started making plans for the summer and I started looking forward to things I was going to do over the summer. That's how he knew he was feeling well again, because that's a part of a healthy, balanced life, making plans for the future, being forward looking. So I think planning needs to be a part of your everyday. Find some way to do that. And so you might do it in a very conscious way by um, making a to-do list and not just a to-do list, but, um, you know, like including as part of your to-do list goals for the future. Some people do this super deliberately, like they will make like one big goal for their year and then break it down, different goals each month. And I think that's great. I'm never going to be that kind of person who's that organized about my goals. But, um, you know, just giving some thought to it, maybe writing down some motivational things, you know, on or at your desk or in your kitchen or on your notepad where you make your to-do lists, you know, keeping in mind some of your your major goals, I think is uh, truly important. So make sure you're doing some of that planning every day. All right. Finally, we need to learn every day. Make, make room for learning in your day. Education, learn something. Um, you know, this can be in a formal way for sure. You could take a class. You could take a class at your parish. You could take a class at your library. You know, a lot of times libraries offer things like a photography class or uh, whatever. Um, look for things like that maybe if you want to do something formal. But you can learn, you know, just anything by reading. If you're curious about something, look it up and don't stop there. Learn more about it. Get a book about it and actually read the book about it. Um, don't just look up something on online and get a basic idea of what it is. If you're curious about something, um, whatever it is, whether it's some kind of uh, baking or some scientific question or um, a, a question about child development or whatever it is, fully research it. We're meant for that. We're meant to be growing in our mental spaces every single day. And there's lots of ways you can do that. You can do it by asking questions. Um, I recently went on a little tour of a winery that is located here in central New Hampshire, which is a little bit unusual. Um, but they it's right here in, in the town next door. And um, they make all wines with local fruits and vegetables, um, stuff that's grown here. They make um, fruit wines that they're not sweet ones. It was it was really it was an interesting thing going in and learning about the whole winemaking process and um, the ways in which they enjoy wine and how wine is made. And we got to tour the little facility they have and then have a tasting afterwards. And I was truly in enchanted to learn about how they make wine, how passionate these guys were for wine, how 
Um, you know, I, I always think of fruit wines as like like a sweet kind of dessert wine, not the kind of thing I would normally enjoy. But they they made wines with with peaches and with quince and with tomato and with rose hips and um, and they made very dry wines in this way. And um, they were really enjoyable. It was I learned so much. And um, that was a truly enjoyable way to spend some time with some of my big kids that day. And um it really, it made me think too, like, what other opportunities are there for learning around here? The stuff that's right next door. There might be a museum in your town or a section of the library that you haven't checked out or um, something you've always wanted to learn. Maybe you've always wanted to learn a language. I have been so inspired by Lisa Hendy. You all know Lisa Hendy, I'm sure, founder of CatholicMom.com. Um, recently in her Instagram stories, she's been sharing that she's learning Spanish and she's been practicing Spanish, um, I believe, she has a trip planned, and now I'm forgetting which Spanish-speaking country she's going to. Lisa Andy's always on the move. Um, so anyway, she's she's going um, on a trip in the coming year, and she wants to be able to, to speak Spanish. Um, you know, perhaps not perfectly, but she wants to be competent. And so she's learning, and she's teaching herself a little bit of Spanish every day and sharing it and practicing it on her Instagram stories, getting over her fear of trying to speak Spanish and her um, you know self-consciousness about it. What a great idea. Maybe you can motivate and challenge yourself to learn something by sharing it with friends, sharing it on social media, or um, just sharing it with your family, doing it together. It could be a language. It could be anything. Think about something that you really enjoyed learning about recently and, and a way that you might be able to explore that because we're not meant to stay where we are. We're not meant to be static creatures. And you need to be learning every single day. And there's so much. It doesn't have to be about our faith, but there's a lot about our faith that there's always more to learn. Maybe reading the life of a saint that inspires you, reading about a history, a time in history of the church that you didn't know much about previously. There's so much out there. And there's a whole world to explore. So find something that inspires you. And I think every day we need to be learning. And if it, maybe it's as easy as asking some questions, talking to new people, asking questions when you might not otherwise ask questions, um, whether you're, you know, out in public at the grocery store or, um, you know, in pickup line with your kids or whatever. Asking people questions is a wonderful way to get to know other things that are going on in the world. Asking people about their work. People love to tell you about themselves and tell you about the things they're passionate about. And you might get the bonus benefit of being inspired to learn something more about other people, about the world around you. And that's truly what God made us to be doing every single day is growing in those ways. So look for ways that you can learn every single day. All right, those are my six basics. That's my getting back to basics for you. This is my my lecture for you today is the six things you should be doing every day. So to recap, pray, connect with other human beings, create, move, plan, and learn. Really, it's that simple. If you've got those basic things in your day, check mark. You did a good job. <laughs> I don't care about the rest of your to-do list. These are your basics, okay? So this is your getting back to basics. But maybe I forgot something, or maybe you're thinking, what about this thing? Is this important? How do I fit this in? Email me. Tell me your feedback. You can email me at danielle at daniellebean.com. You can always connect with me on Voxer. You know I love to hear from you on Voxer. You know I love voicemails. If you just want to record a voice memo on your phone and... Email it to me at danielle at daniellebean.com. You know I'd love to hear from you or connect with me on social media. A lot of you have been great about doing that. So thank you for that. You know, part of what I'm always hoping to do here at the podcast is meet your needs. 
serve what whatever your needs are. And I can do that better if you give me feedback. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what kinds of things you're curious about. Let me know what I messed up. I want to hear from you. So thank you for that. And I just want to take a moment here to thank Ascension for partnering with me to bring you this podcast every week. Ascension is my partner bringing you the podcast, but it's also the publisher of my new book, You Are Enough. So they're great friends of mine over there, and they're doing such amazing things. So at ascensionpress.com, you can find all kinds of resources for your own spiritual growth. But then I know you're always looking for stuff to grow in your marriage, to support your kids and their faith development, your extended family, maybe even a parish program, something that you want to bring to your parish so that you can learn more about your Catholic faith. You can check it all out at ascensionpress.com. And I just want to take a moment to thank those of you who have shared iTunes reviews for the Girlfriends podcast. It truly is helpful to um, growing our audience here and um, putting ourselves in front of more eyeballs on iTunes is those ratings and reviews. So first of all, subscribe. If you haven't already subscribed in iTunes or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts, please do that. That makes a huge difference in our numbers. And then also, if you enjoy the podcast, help us to reach more people. Help us to share it with more people by leaving a review and a rating at iTunes. Some people who recently did that I want to thank for doing that are um, a Jeff Cavins fan. I like that. Um, Holy Feminine and Organizational Freak. And um, Jacob S.E., which I believe is a woman, um, but a lot of people have their husband's names on there, and Christina Simmons. So thank you all for your recent reviews on iTunes. They truly are helpful, and I'm so grateful for your encouragement and your support. I truly do read them all, and um, it really is encouraging to me. I always feel like, okay, I can keep doing this because people do appreciate it. And I appreciate it. Um, some of you have pointed out specific ways that it's been helpful to you, and I just love to know that. And um, specifically talking about that, I have heard from a lot of people, and this is deeply, deeply humbling to me, that um, my recent podcast about confession, why you should go to confession, has prompted people to go back to confession. One woman wrote to me that she was going back after 28 years. And wow, I mean, that is the power and influence of the Holy Spirit working through us creatures. You know, I think that's such a beautiful thing to think about, the kind of community that we're building here, and that it can have a real impact on people's lives and on their relationship with God. It can have real impact on all of eternity in that way. So you are part of something powerful here. You are part of the Girlfriends community of listeners. I hope you'll join us in the Facebook group. I hope you'll continue to share all the ways, you know, that we can be helpful to you. Continue to share your feedback, whether it's through iTunes reviews or sending me an email or a voicemail or leaving a comment on social media. All of it is truly helpful. And I'm so grateful to your presence here. I'm so grateful to your um, presence and participation in this community of listeners, because I truly believe that's what we are. You know, I have some podcasts that I listen to, and I feel like it's an exchange of information. It's like a business transaction. And I love them, you know, they're, you know, because I like the information. But um, what I really hope to do here, and I feel it on my end, is grow a community of people who truly care about each other. And, you know, I'm I'm doing my part by praying for you each week. Know that I'm praying for you, whether you ever participate in any way here, if you're just passively listening, if you're just listening to one episode and moving on, know that I'm praying for you, that you are a part of our community or an important part, and I truly value your presence here. So 
Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the time to connect with me each and every week. And I'll be back next week. And until then, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 